1: Podcast. This is the SPB Podcast, or the Smart Gitas Podcast, in case you're new to the show. It's episode number 51, and as we always do, we try to name it after a famous basketball or football player. So let's name this episode after Meta World Peace, because let alone fact... He actually wore the number 51 last year when he suited up for the New York Knicks. By the way, where are my manners? Stancy at your service. Right across me, Ro Moran. Na lang. Man, Rafcom was coming in later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traffic's in Oh, traffic's in EDSA. Word to <laughs> <laughs> So Metal World Peace is basically the namesake of this episode because of the number 51. And it's nice that we get to talk a little bit about basketball. Because it's been a crazy week for those of you who love basketball and wrestling. It's eh. Let's yeah. you guys, okay, let's, let's go for it first Let's address the big elephant in the room The big elephant, the big boy elephant <laughs> You know him as Bo Belga of the Rain or Shine Elasto Painters mm-hmm. And in the game against Ginebra over the weekend I believe it was last Sunday right? He was taunting the crowd and the Jin Kings And pretty much everyone and their mother By doing the DX crotch chops Because did it happen Sorry, sorry Did it happen after he got thrown with By what Did he get thrown with uh, what, a tea?
2: Para, para
1: nahagis, siya yeah, uh, yeah, nahagis water bottle. Yeah, was that after? No, you know? b- even before that, like when uh, Kagiwa took him down, oh. he was already very defiant, very smug, and yeah. he was beginning to, you know, beginning to turn heel. That's if he wasn't already. And I think uh, knowing how the enforcers of Rain or Shine they call themselves X Rice, Inc. All oh, right, right JR before before that incident heels the the PBA because they're big and because they're not inebra. And then after the after uh, Kagiwa and him got in. Involved in a physical altercation, he just started crotch chopping in the center of the big dome. That's the thing, though, because um,
2: I, you can you can tell. Uh, you remember this, parang, If you're in, if you're front and center in front, uh, before a whole crowd who is yeah. basically rooting against you, rooting against you, uh-huh. rooting for your opponent. Right. Well i you going to do? be defiant. Yeah. Because pal, okay, might as well. These guys are kind of getting on my nerves, and they don't love me anymore, you know, more than this. Yeah. So I might as well be a dick and milk oh, it right for right right what right. it's worth. Yeah, that, that that's pretty much what happens to people who get cheered against.
1: I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, right? and and what happens to people who don't give a shit?
2: Right, exactly. But it's like it's like. Oh, let's take it back to PWR Vendetta. Dual Shock debuted. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no! This is like the most. Recent example I can think of. Locally. Oh, locally. Okay. Dual Shock debuted. Ay, mas ng crowd yung team ni Kanto Terror and Mark Di Manalo. Because it's hard to root yeah. against uh, against those guys. People love them, no, no problem. Yeah. So you might as well, if you were Dual Shock, you're not getting any warm receptions. You any might love. Well, yeah, you might as well play the dick,
1: play the heel so that, well, you put the other guys over. You could, see, you could see Peter do that. Peter Versoza was yeah, flipping yeah. the crowd off, trying to be all Randy Orton and shit. So, yeah, I, I kind of get where you're coming from. And that really makes a lot of sense <laughs> that I think yeah. about it. You know this. People were booing you at the big dome. Right. And I think my one regret from that time was I didn't milk the Daniel Bryan entrance at the time. He <laughs> You did. Well, I milk it the but like when I was in the ring, I had half the mind to do the chavo. Like, you know, you get down on one <laughs> knee and you ask everyone to come bring it. I had half the mind to do that, but it's yeah, like, you that, Because people were jealous that they weren't you. Yeah, and they thought I was some anak promoter, oh, which I'm not. I wish I was, but I'm not. He may be called C, but he's not, the, he's not, you know, he's not the scion of any
2: entrepreneur. I'm not even an illegitimate scion. <laughs> so, you remember that? People were envious that they weren't you, so they ended up. You know, booing you,
1: and you took and you kind of took that and ran with it. Kai papa, ano. yeah, that's the point, like when you find yourself in that situation, I guess that's where that's where you kind of see how much much charisma a person has. Mm. And we've talked about charisma a lot on the podcast and how it's misunderstood as something else,
2: right? And anyway, um, we have a theory on why Bo Belga did what he did, Uh and for those who don't know, PWR programming is now. On Sports 5.
1: That's right. We are on the website of Sports 5. Very nice segue, I might add. I think it's Bo Belga's very nice and subtle way of promoting PWR. Oh, bahagusan maging part ng PWR. Papi, kapatid na si Bo Belga. <laughs> kapatid na PBA. Eh. Kapatid natin sila sa PWR. Yeah, but big news, by the way, for those who didn't catch it,
2: as I said, uh, PWR is now available in Sports Five, the sports portal of TV5.
1: That's right. You can catch Terminus right now. I believe uh, three of the matches from Terminus last December are already uploaded over there. Among those matches, Mayhem Branigan versus the Apocalypse. You also have the main event between JDL and Bombay Suarez against the Royal Flush, and the Jake DeLeon Boot Camp Challenge was also uh, right, right, right. was also there, and coming your way soon for sure.
2: Matches from PWR Vendetta, that's right for sure, and and possibly, uh, maybe when we stage uh, when PWR stages future events, maybe
1: we never know. Since we're already one foot in the door. Right, right. And since we talked about live events, of course, the next event that's coming up is Revolution X. That's on May 23. Yeah. And it's, Save the date. To promote Revolution X, PWR will actually be at TagCom this weekend. TagCom, akala ako, convention ng mga tag team. ng tag team, convention, sila But if you're gonna be at the Mega Trade Hall over the weekend, that's at the fifth floor of SM Mega Mall, do check out TagCom. I believe the PWR segment is gonna be at 1 p.m. Yes,
2: that's true. I, I've
1: heard as well. You. you you were supposed to be there. Yeah, uh, I was booked to be there. But uh, you cannot be there. I cannot be there. So I'm, I'm going to have to uh, let Sir Vic do the honors. Who much. else is going
2: to be there? Do you know who else is going to be there? Yeah,
1: it's going to be, be Sir there? Vic and uh, Ralphie Mabayashi. So both yeah. of them are going to be taking the stage to just the crowd, just get them riled up about Revolution X and about the fact that Pinoy Wrestling is alive and kicking.
2: Right, PWR fans, give them some love. Go over to TagCom, uh, show up, You know, just just you know, root for them, yeah. support them.
1: And if you can't get enough of them by TagCom, you'll be seeing us and more of your PWR then then, stars at the segway, WrestleMania play button. number three. Yeah. WrestleMania play button live viewing party you've probably our heard the plug our big party yeah it's happening March 30 that's a Monday save the date as early as 6am skinny mics will be open and you can come in and watch WrestleMania play button live yeah so far 100 plus people have signed up to go To have confirmed and that's way more than what we promised Skinny yeah. mics. So hopefully people actually do show up yeah. so they can open up the second floor. Right. And, the third uh, floor. Yeah, yeah, the third floor. Plus, sorry. You know, the more, the many are, as we like to say here in the Philippines. But we all know it's the more, the merrier. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. We're giving away merch Yo. from our friends from Jedrick's Toys. Posters from our friends from E Philippines, and, and PWR merchandise, I think. That's right. We are selling PWR merchandise. I'm not sure if we're giving them away, but we're definitely selling that. And if you want to meet and greet your favorite PWR stars they'll be there pretty early so you can say hi to them before during and after Wrestlemania play button or if you just want to stay uh, watch the show hang out
2: with fellow wrestling fans who are here gathered to you know partake in our
1: annual tradition no matter what the card may look like Well, this is a place for you, man. That's right. It it's uh, it doesn't get any better than this. To just be around your fellow Pinoy wrestling fans, and you know, we said this last year when we started doing this podcast. The goal is to get Pinoy wrestling fans together. (inaudible) Mago (inaudible) one year na tayo. Mago one year na tayo. Like we're a week away. Yeah, we have something really huge planned for our anniversary show. And you know that it's only going to get better. Now, as for this episode, we've just hyped so much about the future, but we got to talk about this week's episode because it's going to be extra special again. We've got a guest with. Us. He was at PWR Vendetta He's and a big fan
2: apparently he, he was a convert I think um, One show is all it took
1: Right just like every other PWR fan Oy. He is the resident film critic at ClickTheCity.com And he's also a writer for Esquire Philippines His name is Phil D He'll be joining us on episode 51 of the SGP podcast To talk about PWR The WWE storytelling in general His fandom and a whole lot more This is going to be
2: fun I can feel it already um, I, I, We enjoyed our discussion with Ansh Pesomal as a, as a screenwriter Yeah, And for sure we are going to enjoy this conversation If you're looking
1: for an intelligent conversation You've come to the right episode This is episode number 51 of the SGP Podcast. Stay with us.
0: Have you ever looked for a way to watch a pro wrestling event live as it was happening? Do you miss the days when Jack TV would broadcast your favorite wrestling events for free and on TV? Do you want to watch wrestling events with other wrestling fans? Look no further. Jovation Productions presents WrestleMania Play Button Live Monday, March 30 from Skinny Mike's in Bonifacio Global City. Join the boys from the SGP podcast, The Philippine Wrestling Revolution and many, many more wrestling fans only ever get together once in a blue moon so why not come and join us for the spectacle of the biggest caliber of the year wrestlemania play button live monday march 30 6 a.m at skinny Mike's in bonifacio global city this is brought to you by the sgp podcast pwr with official radio partner, Mellow 94.7. And the special participation of Jedrix Toys and the WWE Network. See you there!
1: Episode number 51 of the SGP podcast rolls on. And as we said, we've got one of our special guests for the month of March inside, inside the Mellow Four Seven production booth, basically where we, we record the podcast. Let's give him a quick intro. He is the resident film critic. Of clickthecity.com, he may have convinced you to watch a movie or not in the Blast, last year. Discouraged
2: you from watching a movie,
1: right? Whether or not you know th- that's something he actually did, that's that's your fault actually because you read his columns. He's also a writer at large for Esquire Philippines. Please welcome to the SGP podcast, Philbert D. Hello, hello
3: everyone. Hey, hello. Hi. Yay. Yay.
1: So glad that we actually have <laughs> Phil D now on the podcast. You know, I've been trying to uh, schedule you on the podcast for quite some time. I think ever since I saw that one tweet you had about the Like a Girl video See, oh, campaign.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, it's been busy. It's been. I've been. I've. I've been wanting to come on, but yeah, it's. I've been covering this movie. It's been terrible. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? I, I just, let, me, let me just get this out there. You know, We appreciate that you took time out, of course, to uh, hang out with us on the podcast. And uh, we want to get your thoughts on a lot of things. Basically, we can jump off of PWR. Yeah, I think that's I, the biggest starting well, point.
2: Personally, uh, we found out that you were a wrestling fan based on your series of tweets uh, promoting PWR after the Vendetta show. So uh-huh. first of all, how did you end up at that show?
3: Oh yeah, my friends Mick and King uh, Mick Vergara, okay. King Palisoc. Yeah, they've been talking it up for a while, and I looked it up. It looked interesting. I I love watching live wrestling. It's um, uh, it's something that I try to do when it's available. Like, the first time I went to Japan, the one thing I had planned was I was going to a pro wrestling NOAH show. Wow. Yeah, it was great. The ROH guys were there as well. Uh-huh. It was uh, I saw Brian uh, Danielson like in his American Dragon phase. Man, that's you awesome. Yeah, so, was,
1: Kenta was there. Kenta Kobayashi. Kenta was,
3: yeah, Kenta was there. Nigel McGuinness was there. It was super great. What year was this? Uh, like, <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah
2: obviously pre-2010 right yeah like 2006
3: (laughs) something like that maybe so then
2: well having been exposed to you know more well uh, dare I say more legit uh, promotions all over the world uh, did you have any preconceived notions about PWR before you went and saw it
3: Uh, well Big told me that it was going to be kind of (laughs) janky that's fine it was just (laughs) yeah the the, the mats on the ring the ring is not a wrestling ring (laughs) right Uh, and that People climb up to the second floor of that <laughs> thing. Uh, that's pretty much it. I, I was expecting it to basically to be yeah. I, I've seen, I've seen worse. Okay, <laughs> I've seen worse. De- I've definitely seen worse.
1: So I, I know that uh, you just mentioned that you love going out to see live wrestling. What's the last live wrestling show you seen? You've seen locally prior to Vendetta.
3: Locally, I I don't know, man. That's a long time ago. Okay, so like you I I went out to a Pinoy wrestling show like oh. back in ninety something. Wait, 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 wait.
2: We gotta ask, how was that? Yeah.
3: How was the experience? Uh I mean I was a kid, <laughs> so it was amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, do yeah. you remember any of the characters in particular? Yeah,
3: like the the baffle boys and uh, yeah, it's it's all hazy now. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. It it was it was it was fun. I oh, guess. so you
2: weren't you were able to go to like say when WWE had their shows here? Oh no, I did. Mid- I, I did. I did go to that. Okay, I all right. did go to that. I
3: remember because I tried to take a picture of Triple H spitting, and I yeah. only caught it like the the first inch that was coming out. Sayang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah, this sucks. I thought 2006.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the January 06, one. I think a lot of us were at uh, were at that uh, live event that show. <laughs> That was a, that was a great one. Um, is is wrestling fandom something that runs in the family?
3: Uh, no, not really. It's really mostly me. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm, obs- I'm kind of obsessed with how because it's the it's probably the longest form of storytelling that's out there in uh, in media. There's there's nothing that goes on as long as wrestling. It doesn't. That's end. That's true. And as a storyteller myself. That's it. That's just a fascinating thing for me.
2: Wait, before we... we we'll talk about storytelling um, uh, later on. But uh, we've been sidetracked a bit from the PWR talk. So, how mm. how did you find uh, Vendetta, your first show?
3: Yeah, it was great. It was great. I think, like, because um, I'm a big fan of like uh, ring psychology, and right. I I don't think that's quite there yet. Yeah, I think like it's all about moves right, right now. And that's fine. But yeah, but I'm waiting for the big epic battle where, you know, where we're, we're being moved along by each and every single decision made in the ring. But yeah, but it's it's there's so much heart,
2: <laughs> so much heart. So, um, OK, that's, that's fair. We, we can give it to them now. There is no the, the psychology isn't quite down pat yet. It's mm-hmm. fine. I think we're also learning. Yeah. But uh, any standouts uh, right now? Well,
3: For you. Jake DeLeon is Dion. incredible. Yeah, he shout is, out to JD. Yeah, he's he's su- super amazing. He's a local Kevin Steen. <laughs> I think he's going to love that. Hear that. Yeah. He's going to yeah. love
1: hearing that. It's great. He's great. Super great. Um, Any moments from Vendetta that, I, that you know, something that you'd take away with you aside from the mayhem spot? Um, <laughs> oh, shit. That's, uh, that's a hard question. Because I know you tweeted about the mayhem spot. I saw that. So, like, any The second-floor spot.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know. Like... I'm actually already a big fan of uh, Ken Warren.
1: Okay. Interesting.
3: Yeah, because uh, that's I think like he he has like because he's not a big guy, but so it's all he so there's already more in psychology inherent in what he's doing. Right. And uh, and yeah, it's super great. I, I that I I remember that match the most actually. Bombay versus Warren. Yeah.
1: You know, you're actually the second or third guy we've had on the podcast who's a confessed, a self-confessed Ken Warren fan.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised. I'm just the second guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm for sure, man. I'm, yeah. We just haven't heard them yet. Right. You know, once they start coming out in droves, man, Ken Warren's gonna have a lot to tweet about. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I want to ask you about being a wrestling fan and, and the story behind it. Since you mentioned that nah, it's something that doesn't run in the family.
3: Uh, well, it's just it. I mean, when I was growing up, it was the biggest thing. It really was. It's, it wasn't mm-hmm. weird to be watching wrestling at all. Everybody in my school, I went to Savior, Everybody was watching wrestling. Yeah, I w-
1: I was, I'm a Savior too. Yeah. Nice to know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, everybody was watching wrestling. We talked about it. Um, I live in Kabau. There was a video store, basically walkable from our house. And they had Betamax tapes of uh, every WWE, uh, WWF show. huh uh yeah and I just pick up whatever Saturday night main event I'd pick up uh an in your house show I'd pick up yeah it's all uh, uh, yeah and you just how can you not get caught up these are big guys hitting each other it's super great would you remember the very first uh the very
1: first match or the very first show you ever watched
3: I can't tell you what the very first match uh, I I watched was <laughs> I that I was like four or five uh Uh-huh. But like I th- the very first match that I remember loving was uh, Randy Savage versus uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat. WrestleMania three. WrestleMania three. Yeah, because uh, it's amazing. Uh huh. You can watch it right now, and it's still one of the greatest matches of all time. There, they don't do they don't do flippy shit or whatever. It's but it's like the most solid match you will ever. It's like a clinic. It tells you exactly what a wrestling match is. It's all drama all the time.
2: Wow. Based on that, um, who was your early well, childhood hero?
3: Um, uh I I don't know. Uh, I I don't think of them as I don't okay. think of so them
2: as heroes,
3: No, no. Um I, I I like Tito Santana a lot. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I do, but uh yeah, but he's great. I like Rick the model Martel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, oh, ravishing recruit, super great! Actually, I'm drawn to heels more. Yeah, but it's not surprising, the man. Yeah, yeah. From a storytelling perspective, it's always the heels that are more interesting. What about the heels, though? Um, well, they have to cheat to win. (laughs) There's more. There's more of a story to that. There's always like, oh, uh, I can. There's there's the whole thing where they have to get out of the ring, yeah. you know, th- to get out of the ring and say, oh, I'm I'm not I'm not doing this with you. You may be a better wrestler than me, but I'm smarter than you. Uh, there's this whole perception that heels are supposed to be smarter, right? Yeah, and that's that's more interesting. I was, you know, I was like, like an, a nerdy kid back in like back in the uh, late eighties, early nineties. You're thinking, yeah, these guys, these guys have it down. <laughs> so is it safe to
2: say that um, you're okay with heels? you know not dominant not being you know technically proficient as long as they're good I mean as long as they find a way to win it's okay but I'm, it's okay for them to be cowards
3: yeah no uh, they should be able to take good bumps or whatever <laughs> yeah, but yeah yeah I, I'm all for the heel that like really like you watch Kevin St- Kevin Owens now right. and like he, he, I mean, he's a super physical individual, but his matches are so so drawn out. Mm-hmm. He keeps yeah. walking out of the ring. He keeps just th- there's a whole segments that are just rest holes, and you still love it, right? You still love it because the psychology is there. It's it really works.
2: But uh, uh, okay, uh, let's get into the meat it Since we're here talking about it, yeah, uh, there are well. There may be fans now that call that stuff boring because uh-huh. it's not you know as you said the flippy shit it's not the the hold for hold uh- co- you know heavily choreographed chain wrestling yeah uh-huh. not no, not necessarily chain wrestling but you know the the exciting sequences they're not exciting uh-huh. and some people would call that well boring and will not see them for what they are and what do you have to say about that
3: uh well, you know different strokes, different folks but yeah i grew up I grew up with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You kept doing the same moves to finish a match and a lot of it was just hitting people on the head. But yeah, but you if you're a good enough wrestler, if you're a yeah, if you're a good enough wrestler, that almost doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, you know, the, the athletic stuff is super impressive and it's great. And it's great to have that. And if you can combine the ring psychology with the athleticism, that's great. But if all you have is ring psychology, that's a more interesting tool set actually. Uh I mean Right now, like, the the past matches that Triple H has had, the the last few, he's kind of removed all his moves, basically. Mm. And they're still great because you still get this big match feel. You're still getting this idea that there's some big thing happening in the ring. And it isn't about the moves. The moves are great. But without psychology, they're just moves.
1: That's true it's a refreshing insight to hear say it's not every day now uh that we actually get to talk in depth with someone who's really as obsessed into storytelling as we are
2: i want to go back to your uh, childhood a bit obviously as a kid you can't you know look at it deeply or as in depth as you can now with more adult eyes or adult perspective yeah pretty much so back then what was the most compelling or what what were the compelling kinds of storylines for you
3: well, uh, athleticism wasn't super big in the late '80s, mm-hmm. but yeah. it really was about strength. Okay, it was a big like, oh look, Hulk Hogan body slam, boundary the Giant, that's incredible, or yeah. whatever uh, military press slam, whoa, kind of stuff. Uh, it was feats of strength because you're a kid; you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, also, pageantry, I guess. Pageantry mm-hmm. was a big deal. That's why I really like Macho Man right cuz uh, he pulled out all the stops pulled out all the stops he'd wear crazy cowboy hats <laughs> shiny stuff uh, he had miss elizabeth on. with him there's a there's this sense like oh there's something big going on
1: yeah. Did you ever have those fantasies as a kid of like coming out to your own ring entrance or having your own costumes or, or basically you you want to be a wrestler?
3: <laughs> um, sure, <laughs> I guess I don't know. It didn't. It seemed like a far away possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was a pretty big kid, but uh, you know, I wasn't super physical. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, if anything, I thought I I could be a manager. That would be awesome. Yeah, because I I could talk. Uh huh. Even as a kid. Yeah.
1: So, um, knowing that, like, I'm sure you'd be a manager for a heel because hey, you're you're more oh, drawn yeah. towards those guys. Typically.
3: Yeah. If if okay, if I had a hero, it's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Okay. In his prime, Good nobody choice. better. Uh, just on commentary, he was the funniest. Like, but he'd al- he was super funny. He'd keep making jokes, but he'd always put the people over, which is super important. It's like, oh yeah, this this really this uh, this guy's a real genius. He actually
1: is the brain. Because that's his job, Deba. like yeah. uh, it's, it's not just his job to get you to hate him, but while he makes you hate him, he also tells the story in advance. Yeah, him. yeah. Yeah,
3: and that's, uh, that's super important. It's certainly what's missing from the product now.
1: Speaking of the product now, I want to ask what you watch, uh, what programs you're into right now.
3: Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't have that much time to invest in wrestling anymore. There is too much wrestling on That's television. Uh, so I basically p- keep it to NXT. Okay. Because those are guys i actually been following for a long time. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. The current crop, the Kenta, I mean, uh, Hideo Tami. Yeah. And and uh, El Generico and, and, and Kevin Steen. Uh, so. Those those guys those guys are my guys and it's one hour every week and it's always going to be solid you're always going to love it so uh, it's basically just nxt is and that I, how
2: you discovered nxt boy, by following the the evo- the indie stars yeah basically
3: basically when I heard that the generico moved over to nxt cool. I was like oh okay I guess I'm going to watch that now. Uh, but actually, what brought me into any, what actually super sold me on NXT was when I saw the Vaudevillains for the first time. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I was like, that's, that entrance is the greatest thing. It is. <laughs> it no, really I, I, love,
1: I love the Vaudevillains entrance.
3: Yeah, and I was like, that's that's what's missing from my wrestling right now. <laughs> that's what, because, that, you know, I, again, I grew up late 80s. Right. R- uh, so it's got that 90s. carny throwback feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I love that stuff. I really do.
1: We're going to talk to Phil D. more and it's going to be a whole lot of fun because we're going to talk about NXT, his impression on storytelling right now, and we're going to do a little bit of fantasy booking in terms of how to fix certain things. So all of that is coming up more on episode 51 of the SGP podcast. Back on episode 51 of the SGP podcast, Raf Kamas now joins us. Good evening. Yeah, it's been a while. It's
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hi Phil. Hello. Generico fan. We're friends now.
1: Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm glad how you're, you know, you're just marking out for Phil now, now that you know he's a Generico fan. Know,
2: you know him when he finds his you know, fellow Generico fans. Generico. He just draws,
1: uh, draws himself to them. You know? I love you people. All right, so I want to <laughs> ask.
2: Uh, you, you said you were following, uh, well, basically El Generico, and then that's how you discovered NXT. So before NXT, so you don't have a lot of time to watch uh, most of the programming. So what did you watch then? Uh,
3: yeah, every now and then I'd be like, Check out a PWG show okay. or, a, nice. or an ROH show, some whatever, whatever like whatever catches my fancy at any given time. I wasn't following anything religiously, mm-hmm. but you know, every now and then I check in. It's like, oh, what's happening now? Who's super good? Especially like if I'm on the internet and somebody says, oh, this guy's amazing. I said, okay, I'll look for a match on YouTube and then maybe download the show and see something. But
2: that's more than what you know, a casual fan who can say about themselves because when casual fans who stop watching. When they start getting back in, it's almost always the WWE or it's it's,
4: WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's kind of interesting that you actually go for well the indie stuff. stuff. Yeah,
3: Yeah, because uh, I find that it's more consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Like you drop in on the WWE and you watch, you know, two hours of crap. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Two to three hours of crap. I love how you put it. Well, it pretty much is.
3: (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's it's not. It's so hard to watch Raw. It's so painful. It is. Even when there's good stuff, it's there's so, there's so much, much bad, so much more bad stuff. That's true. So yeah, I mean, at least at least if I'm watching on, uh, if I download like an indie show, it's uh, I don't I don't have to I don't have to worry that I'm going to waste my time. Also, I can just skip ahead. You know, I guess. yeah. When you download it, it's just yeah. like
4: jump. I don't like this match. Jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I uh, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, you think WWE right now is pretty much crap. Uh, so that uh, that's your opinion on it. But how do you feel about how NXT is able to make fans care about characters way more than the main roster can?
3: Well, yeah, that's great because <laughs> yeah, it's great. The NXT is great. I love NXT because it's it's how I imagine wrestling <laughs> should be. I guess um
1: like the long payoffs.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, I mean, and it pays off history and it just I mean it's it's still not it's still not perfect like there's things here and there that I think they can improve uh the tag titles still mm-hmm. don't matter much but like you look at that main event scene and you 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 have s- all these super established characters you know why they're feuding it's uh things the title seems to matter to everybody yep uh yeah so it's great i i love it i love NXT so much
1: so, what's your impression as a critic on storytelling in pro wrestling in general?
3: R- well, at the moment,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: for now.
3: Uh, well, I, 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 again, I haven't been keeping up too much with like the main product. Well,
2: what, do you, what, what do you know, I guess. Well,
3: what I know, it's, um, it's terrible. <laughs> I guess I like whenever I read about like whatever they're feuding about, I don't understand okay. what it is they're feuding about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I, like, you feel. You you look at things you look at stories that are inherently there that they're squandering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah like for Daniel Bryan's return should have been the biggest thing mm-hmm. ever. it should have it should have he was coming from what people thought was a career-ending injury yeah and you that's 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 basically a Rocky movie right <laughs> its
1: own waiting to happen
3: waiting oh. to happen I thought I was going to never wrestle again then I went to a doctor and then he fixed me magically. <sighs> And now I'm going to get the title. I'm going to beat the guy that is super unbeatable. It makes so much sense. It does. Just to do it. But they didn't do it.
4: Uh. Okay.
3: The whole Stardust, Goldust thing, mm-hmm. thing, thing. <laughs> Miz, thing should be a thing. It, but it's not. But it's not. The Miz, Dow thing should be a thing. But it's getting there, though. It's taking it's a long time. It's taking too long, though. Yeah. Uh, I like how NXT does it. Like three, three to four week chunks. It's like a whole like season. it's like whole it's like arc. An arc. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's that's that's how you do it. Uh well I wanna ask something. Um is there Cunara, well with what with how much you follow the current product, is there something fans want, hardcore fans want, that you don't agree with?
3: Uh I, I don't know exactly what hardcore fans want. Um, well,
2: Based, I guess, in what you what you know, um, like we want
3: Daniel Bryan. No, no, no. <laughs> well,
2: well, he wants Daniel Bryan. Yeah,
3: I, I want Daniel Bryan. I've been a Daniel Bryan fan. Because
2: he was mentioning you know, people. We talked about you know, how fans nowadays want some athletic stuff, want some exciting stuff,
4: flippy shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well,
2: that's, that's exactly how he said it. Yeah. So, um, are there more? Is there more of that stuff that you kind of disagree with? I guess.
3: Uh I I don't know. I I again, I I'm, I'm not I'm not too up on what the hardcore fan is thinking nowadays. Uh yeah.
1: I'm I'm curious now uh as to like when you try to catch up on wrestling, is there any particular writer whose work you read because there are it, it's funny right now how um. funny in an interesting way how there are a lot of writers coming out and just talking about wrestling as a mainstream form of pop culture like you have Kenny Herzog from Rolling Stone yeah. David Shoemaker from Grant Lance are, are there any re, writers you follow I read
3: Shoemaker I read Shoemaker I think he's very good um, I don't know and like, but there isn't yeah Sorry. that's pretty much all I follow uh, I, sometimes I'll read a recap here and there wherever I see it uh, on, on on um, um no, pain
1: Uh, Was that uh, Cage Cage IC Cage IC Yes yes. Have you you read The Squared Circle Yung book ni Shoemaker
3: uh, no, no, I haven't. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, wow, maybe.
1: It's, it's actually it's actually pretty interesting. I think uh, like we say it all the time when we try to get fans uh, to try to think critically about the product. I think that's one of the good starting points or required reading of sorts if you're a professor, so it, uh, it, it's pretty fun. Um, let Let me ask you now about fantasy booking because uh, I I recall you mentioned that. Stardust and Gold—that should be a WrestleMania thing. Miz and Miz—that should be a uh, should be a thing. And Daniel Bryan's big return should be a thing. So, um, is it safe to assume that you fantasy book as well?
3: Well, I just uh, from as a film critic, as a critic in general, you mm-hmm. you, you think about narrative a lot. You think about how narr- how you think narrative should go, mm-hmm. uh, I, and yeah. So I think about how wh- where I'd like things to be. Okay, um, I want
2: to ask then. Uh, you like nxt of course but is there anything on the main roster that you like i mean like uh storyline wise is there one thing that's redeemable i guess
3: um i don't know i don't know uh every time i think i start to like something they kind of screw it up
2: what was what was the last thing then you felt that way about
3: like i think i thought the whole anti-russia thing with rusev was stupid but also kind of classic Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> kind of like that's my era. That's like you know, you want people chanting USA. That's classic. That's right. classic wrestling.
1: Which and is weird though, if you're a foreigner, like taeyeon, taeyeon, right? USA, wait, tagalang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's funny. I,
3: I always find that funny, but yeah, that went on for too long and went through too many opponents. That, I mean, what wasn't, weren't at some point weren't they like yelling USA for like the great Kali? Or something? <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know I Again I, I don't think about it Too much Anymore uh, It's something It's like wh- When I only catch raw When
1: it's on TV right. And it's Background noise Basically <laughs> uh, Okay yeah. Um let's talk about fixing narratives Cause, hey, uh, just a bit <laughs> yeah just a bit because this is uh, this is a fun exercise we like to do so let's tra- try to play a quick game of how would you fix so we'll try to give you certain situations storylines or maybe even characters and let's see how you would fix it okay so let's start with Roman Reigns because I know you feel uh, kind of strongly about him especially after Fastlane I saw the tweet oh yeah so how would you fix Roman Reigns um, assuming from let's say from March 2015 where we are right now
3: well you at this point, you turn him heel, right? <laughs> if you're getting booed, you <laughs> turn much. somebody heel. Uh, it's, uh, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. You start, you start selling him as this super entitled guy, saying, ah, I'm a Samoan, I should be champion, whatever. And then, yeah, you have an underdog feud with
1: him for a while. Would you have him win the championship at Mania against Brock?
3: Uh, I don't think anybody wants that at this point, except Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> um, no yeah, one wants no, to see I, it. I don't. I, I get. But if you're turning him heel, you can do it. Uh huh. That's the only way it makes sense. If you expect him to be booed, yeah, you mm-hmm. might as well embrace it. <laughs> so yeah, that's how you give him the title. You turn him heel.
1: Um, you, you come from an era Or you, you know, your childhood comes from an era uh, Sorry, your fanhood comes from an era Where the Intercontinental Championship Was almost on the same level as the world title oh, kind of yeah. Like the way it is in New Japan right now Yeah, yeah So how would you fix the mid-card title scene in the WWE?
3: Um, I don't know Give it to somebody and let him hold it For like more than a month or something That was Dolph Ziggler though <laughs> that's, uh, that's how you do it You And then you don't have your champion lose <laughs> that's
2: true that's very uh, true that's very for very
3: title <laughs> matches uh-huh. you protect him basically and you know maybe sometimes you main event raw with an uh, intercontinental title match It's just make it matter basically uh, it's not it's not like rocket science it's it's like oh that thing is important they want to have it maybe you have promos where people talk about how much they want to have it that uh, makes sense yeah mm-hmm.
1: How about uh, the John Cena character? Because I I don't know if you saw the the Cena segment where he basically forced Lana to accept a rematch against Rusev uh, at WrestleMania while Cena had Rusev in the STF. So the story behind that was uh, In SDF you see Rusev So that Rusev would finally agree Rusev passes out Cena wakes him up By splashing water on him Puts on the SDF and Again I think
2: a simpler question is How would you fix Cena-Rusev at this point? Yeah It's going many places at once I think
3: Uh, I don't know I haven't been keeping up with that Right Uh, But like uh, The only thing I want Is for Rusev to beat Cena That's all (laughs) I think Uh, that's what we all want You protect Rusev Because he's awesome And he's Awesome. that's it he just needs to stop being russian no yeah. what he <laughs> no, stop just, being russian in fact i would embrace the russian i if i was going to do this match i would do it like rocky 4 or Ooh. i would do a montage of like a thing where like john cena's in a forest and he's pulling logs <laughs> <to> train <and laughs> training la- montage and and like rusev is in like a lab laboratory or I mean <laughs> scientists are like you, you yeah. guys have watched I've Rocky before. I've seen Rocky before. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Remember that it's montage where Dolph Longren is like running on a <laughs> yes. treadmill and, and it explodes his, or whatever? Yeah. Because he's super robot. S- s- still watching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
2: is there an acceptable way for Cena to beat Rusev, though, in your opinion?
1: Uh, <laughs> no. If he turns here? That <laughs> yeah. would be, again, again unlikely. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: pretty much. At this point, it's really unlikely. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about that's wrestling. And, uh, <laughs> let's, let's shift gears a bit and uh, talk about wrestling. Isn't wrestling? It's a Max Landis documentary that's gone pretty viral among wrestling fans over the last week or so. Uh, have you seen the film?
3: I have. I have seen it. Yes.
1: So, uh, what's your impression on wrestling? Isn't wrestling? Uh,
3: I don't know if you guys saw his previous thing, the yeah. the death and return of Superman. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I have to pretty, admit, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's a it's a but it's but this one wrestling isn't wrestling. It really is like. It's an interesting analysis of the Triple H character. Mm-hmm. Br- which is... What's so weird about that thing is that like, it goes in between kayfabe keyf- and, like, uh, real life. Real life. Yeah, yeah, I noticed, actually. It's nah. really, like, oh, I... It I learns the t- lines more than it should. Yeah. That's Triple H for you, though.
2: Yeah.
4: Actually.
3: But, yeah, that's... It's interesting. It's a super interesting perspective. Um, and I guess, like, it's um, it's an interesting perspective for s- for perhaps somebody... Who, um, for somebody who doesn't watch wrestling a lot, mm-hmm. if they watch that for the first time, it's like, oh, well, wow, I never thought of it that way. But uh, if you, <laughs> if you actually keep up with everything, it's uh, it's like, um, oh, okay, I mean, sure, that's something. I
2: have to wonder though. Parang, do you think it's enough to convince uh, non-watchers? Not okay. This is really how wrestling is, and you shouldn't make fun of it because it's fake or predetermined.
3: Uh, I don't think. I don't think you can get anybody to like <laughs> if, if it's just if it, it, that's a thing it's really it's a it's a love it or hate it no, not hate it it's love it or dismiss it basically at this point um you're not it's it's a tough sell it takes a while yeah. it takes a while it's not there's not one key thing that you can show people it's like oh this is great because it's wrestling because yeah. there there's there there's too much baggage attached to it at this point. But yeah, there's not one thing you can show them that will suddenly turn somebody into a fan.
1: Have you ever gotten shit for being a wrestling fan? Yeah,
2: I know it was cool back in your uh, back in your childhood, but uh, have you ever had to defend yourself?
3: I guess no. I it's like I I don't know because uh, I'm not super talkative about okay. wrestling in general. It's not like I hang around circles and I say, "Hey, did you guys see WrestleMania <laughs> or whatever?" Uh, but yeah, um, but when but when I talk uh, but also when I talk about it, it's, it's, I. I try to approach it from an intellectual level I guess.
4: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um
3: and uh nobody yeah people are generally interested in the things I have to say about wrestling.
2: Wait, how do you how do you? I'm curious how do you how do you uh approach it with other people on an inter- intellectual
3: way? Well no I, I it's like um wh- when when I ever whenever I bring up wrestling it's usually as a reference. Okay. It's a ah, reference okay. and it's uh it's something it's uh you know uh I end up explaining basically uh the narrative conceits behind certain matches, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know uh, Steamboat macho man as as uh, you know my favorite one of my favorite matches of all time uh, how how it becomes this like basically a battle of wills kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you know it's and I always relate it to things that they they might understand better, mm-hmm. like movies or whatever, but yeah. It's yeah. It's it's never a thing. It's never a thing. I just throw off casually.
1: Right. So um, let's talk about uh your career now as a film critic. Cause yeah. I uh, I think that's obviously that's what people know you more for. Yeah. Um, how did you get started as a film critic?
3: Uh, so I had lunch with a friend one day. She was like covering. Uh, I was at Banapple. Banapple <laughs> was open. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, uh, you, the know, you know, Click the City does ah. like food stuff. All yes. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she was, she put out a thing on Twitter where it's like, hey, I'm gonna have a lunch at Banapple and whatever. And I live near Banapple. Okay. I was like, oh, let's do that. And then we got to talking and then I said, hey, why don't you guys have movie reviews? You have stuff. you have a movie section. And then she said, oh, you're right. We should have somebody do movie reviews. And I was like, hey, can I do it? <laughs> wow, that's so simple. You'd be surprised what you can get if you ask. <laughs> that's true.
2: No, that's
1: I like that. And, um, if you never ask, it will always be no. Right? Yeah, yeah. So what were you doing at the time, though? Like Before you asked that question to write movie reviews, what did you do?
3: I was doing production. I was doing music videos. I was uh, also, like, for a little while, an editor of a travel thing. Uh, travel thing that one of those things they give away free at airport. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is
2: it safe to say that you've always been a film buff?
3: Uh sure. Yeah. Yeah, I watch a lot of films. But
2: uh, so how long? Have, how long have you been like watching a lot of films for?
3: No, I mean you know. Again, I live near a betamax store. Okay. Aside right, from right. <laughs> <laughs> you just pull out random betamaxes <laughs> and like, oh, that's that's an amazing film. Did
1: you ever have to like go through the back and it's an like X-rated section? Uh, what I like how <laughs> to sleep I mean yeah
3: no no. it's just whatever was there it was actually a very clean family store ah yeah
1: unlike most Betamax stores yeah. that I know <laughs> Um, how do you feel about the local movie industry both commercial and independent
3: uh, the distinction is re- actually really weird uh, between commercial and independent, most
4: it's, it's like how do you feel uh, with like the star cinema movies versus the I don't know. Well,
2: oh no, I don't have. It's hard produced. to
3: generalize about anything. Uh, uh, they're bad indie films or good indie films they're good star cinema films they're bad star cinema films. Having been on set uh, this month with uh, a film that is independent but is also being co-produced by star cinema, mm. it's a. Uh, there's a it's, blur of the lines it's also. A major mess. It's just nobody knows what they're supposed to be doing at this point. But yeah, it's uh, there's no again, it's really, really hard to generalize. So
4: so far in twenty fifteen, what's your favorite local movie?
3: Uh I just saw this film in CINAC, Manila called uh, Bambanti. Mm-hmm. Uh it's uh, by Zig Dulai. It's uh, it's kind of like a it's like a northern Luzon dardens film. Uh, it's a a weird reference okay. yeah I was like, huh, yeah, mm. but yeah, it's this really small story that turns into this meditation about justice and social classes it's really good, okay,
1: on average, let's say on a weekly basis, uh, and, and I think like if you're if you're a casual movie fan about this is something you might want to ask a film critic like how many movies do you get to watch on average in a week?
3: I just watch whatever opens, <laughs> so uh, if there are ten ten movies opening on Wednesday, I will watch ten movies. Over the course of two, maybe three days. Wow. Uh yeah. Uh on uh, like it used to be it used to be easier. It used to be we only get like four or five films opening o- this yeah. a week. But right. ever since the digital cinema thing happened, we've been Everyone getting can be on the same six week. to eight six to eight cin- uh, movies a week. Uh Some people professionally. Because <laughs> professionally, uh. I still like at home I like I'll download something <laughs> and watch it. Yeah.
2: Some people might think That that's a fun job I mean like You know Sit around Oh they watch movies And write about it afterwards Is it a fun job? It's fun when movies are good <laughs> It's not fun <laughs> when
3: movies are bad uh, Yeah It Again When people say it's fun Try watching like Six bad movies in a row <laughs> And then like You know See if
1: you still have a soul <laughs> Has that happened? Like uh, Let's say In, in a, a row? Last, okay, yeah, five movies in a row And they're all stinkers? Oh yeah yeah.
3: I mean I've I've gone like Whole months Without seeing a good movie Wow
4: Yeah Well it does happen. Like yeah. there are yeah. really bad times. Speaking of bad movies, I'd like to ask: Have you ever seen Ready to Rumble? I have seen Ready to Rumble. <laughs> what is your professional critique of <laughs> Ready
3: to Rumble? <laughs> well,
4: I mean, just just out of curiosity, how do you feel about it?
3: The problem with Ready to Rumble is that it pretends wrestling is real. Like, yeah, it's kind yeah, of like, really weird that way. Weird that way. I mean sure whatever it's it's not it's not an offensive movie mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty forgettable
1: has there ever been a wrestling related movie that uh, that comes across as offensive to you
3: uh i i don't I, I can't really think no, I can't really think of anything I think it's hard
2: for a wrestling movie to come across as offensive It could be bad but not offensively yeah. bad I think
3: and there aren't really that many, yeah 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 like.
4: Apart from the wrestler, <laughs> which uh, is good, which is good, which is actually pretty good, and <laughs> Ready to Rumble, there's not that many mainstream.
3: Yeah, there uh, was there was stuff. There's stuff in the 80s. The stuff starring Roddy Roddy Piper and hey,
4: stuff. He he's actually pretty okay. At the yeah, program. no, he's
3: great. No, for those it, weren't it. wrestling movies. No, there were no. There was, the, no, there was oh, a wrestling. There was movie a wrestling movie. Oh movie really? Okay. Roddy, I just know they live. So yeah, no, yeah. they live is amazing. Just <laughs> everybody watched they live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's uh, that's Phil D approved. Yeah. Um I I want to ask one last thing about uh, about writing like r- about writing as a film critic. Um how easy is it now for you to, like just Put aside your thoughts and then be able to express it again, like coming uh, coming from you know having watched a movie. Because sometimes when you watch a movie, it can get mentally exhausting, right? Especially uh-huh. if it's let's say a Nolan movie where you have to talk to someone about it to be able to flesh your thoughts out. So, how quick do you process shit out before you actually write it down?
3: Um, I write almost immediately after mm. I see a movie. Mm. I, I write. I, I have Google Keep on my phone, ah, okay. and I start writing on that right away. I usually my first drafts are written on my phone. Okay. Uh yeah, it's because again, here's the danger. I watch so many movies that if I keep my thoughts for a while and then I see another movie, mm-hmm. yeah. they might mix. They, that's where it gets like, "Oh, what did I want to say about that other movie?" Yeah. So I try to flush it out as soon as possible, especially if it's a bad movie because I don't want to keep that in my head. <laughs> um
1: what's th- what's the absolute worst movie you can remember? Uh, you can remember having, you know, having seen for yourself. There is
3: a local film called Flames of Love. <laughs> um, I think I've seen the DVD of this. There's a DVD? I w- actually want a copy of that. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> I, I it, is, seen this. it is incredible. It is 150 minutes long. stars Christopher DeLeon and um, hey. what's the name of that congresswoman? Um, uh, no, no. no, no, no. Anyway, anyway, it's a Christian film. I oh guess. Boy. It's, it, kind yeah. of it's a Christian-ish film it's uh-huh. that's, that's, that's about I mean it's about a lot of things it's about you know morality how it feels like society's crumbling or whatever but it's also a film about how women are terrible basically it's directed by a woman uh-huh. I have to point that out oh right. it's, a, it's a film that seems to say that women are the cause of every problem in society it's really really fascinating it uh, presents a Christian perspective where yeah you know it's kind of like original saying you know eve it's all eve's right. fault. kind yeah yeah basically it's that it's that at some point somebody says kayong mga kabataan talaga sa rh bill oh boy <laughs> oh, oh it's, it's <laughs> one of those <laughs> films <One of> shit <laughs> yeah at some point like there's this long dialogue it's like uh that uh, wh- wh- um you should go meet guys at that christian meeting thing it's like oh boy cuz where else it's better than going to a bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. real. It's real. There's though. an amazing sequence where Christopher. okay, oh, There's this thing where like Christopher Dillon's wife is thinking about cheating on him, okay. and then she meets all her women friends. Right. And then she asks like, "Hey, should I cheat on him?" They're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> <laughs> hey. And oh God. Let me tell you the ending because it's super amazing. Yeah, no, go. Okay, go. She goes and meets her her boyfriend at the airport. She's pretending that she's going to go to Cebu, but she, like she just dro- gets dropped off the airport and then her boyfriend picks her up. But Christopher De Leon is like, you know, I, I got this. And then <laughs> he follows them and he follows them. And then we keep cutting in between uh, the, the two in the car and Christopher De Leon in his car. And then the two in the car like flirting, the worst flirting <laughs> in the world. I can't remember the lines anymore, but I remember they, they burned me while I was watching them, <laughs> when I heard them. And then Christopher, we cut back to Christopher Lillian. It's like, oh, I'm oh, gonna you know, go on to the journal, You know, Christopher Lillian <laughs> voice. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, <laughs> love and, that shit and then like at some point somebody the, the two bring out champagne they have champagne flute in the car, in the car <laughs> and they're pouring it in the, car. in the car it's kind of fucked up and then we cut back to Christopher and it's like oh they sila. been drinking they don't to drive it's really, really and then of course they're, they're going up to Tagaytay and it's the roads are curvy oh, and shit. they fall off a cliff CG <laughs> CG CG and then we get we get a cut is it bad CG though? Yeah, it's terrible TV. <laughs> 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 Has to be bad CC. And then like she climbs up, we we see her climbing up, and you know she's got soot all over her face. So and, boy, pa. Boy, pa. Boy pa. The guy's dead, but she got she got out. She's climbing up the cliff, and like Christopher Dillon is there, and it's like, and she's like, oh, can you ever forgive me? And you know Christopher Dillon is like, sure, because it's the Christian thing to do, or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because man and,
3: man and wife or something, sanctity of marriage, something like that.
1: That's how it ends. Damn. Sunset. This
3: Sounds
1: like something John Cena proved. Yeah. Is this yeah. our God is dead?
3: Yeah, it's it's amazing. God is dead is marginally
1: better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, God. I want
2: to I want to ask something. before are we gonna ask the? No, diva, diva. Oh yeah, do you yeah. Have something else.
1: Yeah, I have just one last question on All right. films. All right, sure. Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. As a, uh, I think, if you're watching films about, uh, you you tend to believe what the critics say just because you know the way that they express it is very eloquent. So more often than not, it's probably true. So, um, have there ever been times that you disagree with the other critics at large? Let's say there's a movie that's universally hated by critics, and yet you love it; you think it's really great. Or conversely, it's universally hated by uh, it's universally loved by critics, but you think it sucks.
3: Oh, sure, no, it happens all the time. Uh, I did not like the first New Planet of the Apes movie. I seem Ooh. to be completely alone in that. I think it makes I no sense. I didn't like it that much, but yeah. I think it makes zero sense. But uh-huh. I like I like the new one. But yeah, anyway, uh, the second one. But no, yeah, it's you. I mean, this criticism is all about disagreement. Without disagreement, it's not even interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, basically that's it. <laughs> There's no I, that discourse is all about people disagreeing and saying, yeah, you know, this is what I think, and that's what you think, and this is what makes us different people, and that's beautiful. <sighs> that is true. So, so <laughs> philosophical, man. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have to
2: throw it back to Pw again because. Uh, we were talking about um you know films, our films, local films, yeah, and it got me thinking uh, for p w r considering that it's one first of all new mm-hmm. and first of all uh, and second, second of all, forward. sorry sorry i'm getting my thoughts mixed up uh local it's Filipino, is there a kind or kinds of stories you want p w r to tell
3: um, i i i don't know uh, I, I I haven't seen enough of the product. To really judge
2: It's not based on Uh uh, What's happened um, Maybe moving forward Maybe you know Something They like to tackle They should tackle And Mainstream wrestling Doesn't tackle
3: Uh, um, Well in the Philippines In the Philippines Class is always an issue Right Yes And uh, if you can tell A class struggle story That's already like Inherently amazing Um, I don't know Uh, Again I haven't gotten to know The characters All that well yet but, um, yeah, I think c- even just having, like, people from different classes, like, bashing it out over what their privilege or entitlement or, or yeah, because or social justice is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we don't see that in wrestling right. in general. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's, a, it's, yeah, yeah, social justice, it's awesome.
2: So, you don't think, uh, well, I don't know, you don't think telling class-based stories isn't is lazy because it's 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 kind of it's a layup yeah it's a
3: layup Mm -hmm.
2: but well
3: is it lazy I mean you don't think all stories are lazy unless if you're going to be lazy about it (laughs) that's that's like yeah there's no such thing as a story that's inherently lazy it's not like it's it's
4: it's, it's just I think what Rose trying to say is that it's one of the most obvious and done to death stories like you know from it Teleseries, from other teleseries. movies, yeah. I
2: guess um, maybe a better thing to ask is, is there something a Teleseria doesn't do that you'd like maybe PWR or pro wrestling in general to do?
3: Um, look, man, I'm just coming from the position right. that, that the Philippines is a very class-conscious society. Mm-hmm. True. And to sure. ignore it completely, in w- whatever medium you're in, is feels like folly okay. to me. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, so that's right. very fair. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. All right, so let's wrap it up by trying to get into some lighter material now. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about wrestling movies earlier, but I gotta ask, what is your favorite wrestling movie?
3: Um, again, there aren't too many, but mm. my favorite thing, my favorite wrestling related media is uh, Wrestling with Shadows, the documentary. Mm-hmm. That is, it's heartbreaking. It's super great. You should, yeah, you should just check that out if you are a wrestling fan. Uh, Daily Motion the thing that is not a documentary well just the wrestler the wrestler <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, the Ram. yeah it's super great uh,
1: yeah and uh, what's your favorite storyline of all time
2: if there is if you have one um, <laughs> it's a bit pin. I don't
3: know again it's it's almost hard to it's hard to distinguish between storylines because mm-hmm. wrestling doesn't end yeah Yeah. It just keeps mm-hmm. going um, I don't know uh, just every, like the whole McMahon Stone Cold Feud was like pretty great. Uh, I didn't like the corporate ministry at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but when McMahon started becoming Mr. McMahon, and, like he was feuding with uh, Stone Cold, that the first part of that that was super great. I like, I like Chris Benoit's rise. That was uh, that was pretty good. It's Too bad he, he died. <laughs> he died <laughs> Not <and> just died. <laughs> and Did terrible things. Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero for his first championship run, the whole cheat to
1: win thing, yeah, yeah. super great. Our thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, what got uh, you know us hooked, and um, of course to close it off, what's your who's your favorite wrestler of all time and putting current?
3: Of all time, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. I think Steamboat, Steamboat might be uh, Ricky Steamboat, just amazing. Yeah, I actually got to meet him. It was oh, damn. Yeah, tell us about yeah. the story. No, no, he was just at some event. Okay. <laughs> he was just at an event. And here like, or Yeah, he no, he was here. Okay, right. Wow. Uh, uh he was here. He was with Bat- when Batista. Oh yeah, yeah,
2: oh, yeah he yeah. was here. Yeah, he came here and went on the bus, I think. Uh, Is he steamboat? Yeah, yeah I, Steamboat was on the, the bus. But on something uh, if not the bus, some related kind of ship, maybe Star Talk or something like that. Yeah. Wow, we should look this up. I remember this specifically. So, parang, parang Ricky Law, I think, was interviewing him. And parang, do you even know who this guy is? I think, uh, I think the one the
1: uh, <laughs> mess up near Ricky Law was Mick Foley. Yeah. I think that that thing happened. Anyway, yeah, anyway, he was yeah. here. Yeah, I remember that.
3: I asked, I asked him at the press conference, like, um, what does he think when he goes up to the top rope? <laughs> and he says, I hope I don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> so you were writing
1: that at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: this, yeah, this was the city days. I actually have like an interview up with Batista up somewhere. Um And right now, uh, it's Kevin Owens. Fuck yeah. Kevin Owens. Fuck yeah. Yeah, just amazing. Just the complete package mm. as a wrestler, I think.
1: And uh, last question, I guess, is will you be writing about wrestling um, anytime soon? Or would you consider writing yeah. about wrestling?
3: Well, I I'll always consider writing about wrestling. I've actually been thinking about it for a while, just... Again, I write so much. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. I write so much, but yeah, uh, I'd love to write write about wrestling. I think it's a fascinating subject. Okay. Right. We should introduce him to Joe the Grappler. <laughs> yeah,
1: we should. We should. Thank you very much, Phil D. Um, it, you know, it's been a blast, it's been a pleasure, and our honor just having you on the SGP podcast. I know you have a lot of thoughts that you are very vocal about on Twitter. So, can you please invite our listeners to follow you on social media?
3: Yeah, I am on. Uh, I am on Twitter at Philbert D. Yeah.
1: Alright and of course You can catch his articles On both clickthecity.com And Esquire Philippines Yeah
3: watch out for this Big article I'm doing That I just Passed in That I just passed (laughs) in It's about It's about this new John Lloyd movie That they just shot in Baguio I spent 10 No I spent like 14 days with them
1: Oh god Sweet
3: Sounds fun Yeah it's It's amazing It's amazing
1: All right, and uh last night bonus question for the PWR guys will we see you at Revolution X
3: oh yeah it's actually the day before my birthday awesome it's like like a
1: present (laughs) (laughs) great wonderful as general manager of PWR happy birthday Phil D Uh, advance (laughs) in advance we can do it we can do it at the show yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. at the show (laughs) (laughs) totally let's totally do that All right. uh, we got more coming up on the SUV podcast picks of the week coming up and of course another reminder to come over and join us on March 30 at the Wrestlemania play button viewing party this is is episode 51 of the SGP podcast. Stay tuned. Okay. It's time to recap the best and the worst in wrestling this week, and we always put this together in a list that we call...
0: Spots and Butchers!
1: Let's get to our first item on this list for this week, and it's about The Undertaker. Much has been said about Undertaker, but when you look at it, Well, there's not much to look at because Taker has been absent. The thing is, Taker's been out
4: of the picture. We haven't seen him. We've barely heard from him. Bray Wyatt is carrying this feud like a motherfucker. But it brings me back to the idea of Taker being absent, but at the same time, you feel that he's there, Deba.
1: Right, guys? I mean, yeah, they're trying with a whole supernatural power stick, but it still feels very much lacking because of his physical absence.
2: Well, how well, you we address the fact that they're making him a special attraction. But, um, okay, we're not going to show him until WrestleMania. So, you have to buy the network, buy it on pay-per-view, whatever. So, it's very shrewd, actually. It and feels while, very much while, like,
4: like WrestleMania 20.
2: No. Uh, well, the difference between now and WrestleMania 20 is that Taker made his presence known way earlier. So, but, um, it was kind of like he was there. Now, Bray Wyatt had to carry it all the way from after the Royal Rumble.
1: And that's a long way. The difference for me between WrestleMania 20 and 31 is in WrestleMania 20, we knew Taker was active. We knew he was in shape and that he could go at any time. You know, I don't think this is a factor. Backstage, you know, whatever. No, no, it's not backstage. It's more of... You killed the mystique with with the streak ending at WrestleMania thirty. So but there's parang, a story
2: built in.
1: Yeah, there's a story built in. But there's still a big will they or won't they, or will he or will he not? Parang wait, so you don't think he's coming? No, I mean, I, I mean it's possible for you to. Yeah, he isn't. Going. I still really? think it's within the realm of possibility that, that he doesn't, doesn't show up. up.
4: Yeah. So That's, what what happens to Bray then? Wait,
2: this is wait, this is a silly in, a silly notion because parang why would Bray be doing this? Or well, okay, you have to look at it from the standpoint of. Of a smart, why would Bray be doing this if it turns out that the uh, Undertaker isn't showing up? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's I, it, I get I get what you're where you're coming from, but it's, it's hard to believe. It's, no, it's not hard to believe. It's easy disproven.
1: It yeah, it's easily disproven. But there's still a story that Bray can tell about how, uh, like you um you're not even showing up. Parang like, like uh, a, if, uh if, if Taker doesn't show up, what does Bray do? I don't I know. I don't know. I mean, joined the Andrew, the Giant. Battle God, world. I don't know. I I don't know what Bray Wyatt does. I mean, frankly, I don't give a shit right now. I'm uh, with regard to what Bray Wyatt does. It's it's more it's of Taker. Yeah, it's Taker. yeah. It's it's Undertaker. It just it just feels very weird. I think, I, mean, I think we can
2: boil it down to this. I think we want to see, for sure, that Taker is still alive and kicking. And I think I think where we can agree on is that they they made him show up show up quote unquote a little too late last week. Yeah, yeah that's it was way too late. But he should have showed up. Rumble. No, well, the thing to say is, no, well, not just that, but they waited until Fastlane for the challenge. Yeah. And then they waited like three more weeks after for the confirmation, the acceptance. No, you know Maybe if. Uh, I think the best way to have, uh, to have gone about this is to have made Brace Challenge uh, a main event on Raw.
4: Mm, and then a no show, and then a segment.
2: No, may oh, um, oh yeah, you wait for like two more weeks, I guess. Or one more week after
1: Bray makes a challenge,
2: and at Fastlane, that's when you b- do the whole lightning bolt thing.
1: No, you know what's ironic about, about all this, uh, all this griping we have about them not using their time properly is a lot of the a lot of the time. As Smarks, we always complain uh, they don't manage their time well. Like they rush feuds a lot, and then here's here are instances where you have so much time on your hands, and uh, you bum rush things because you didn't you didn't use the time properly. Like with regard to ito, the White versus Taker, it could have started as early as the Royal Rumble and yet they waited until Fastlane for it to actually come to fruition. Yeah, sure, there must have been some backstage shit going on. Now, they weren't sure if Taker was coming back. But you take that shit aside, it's Langing time. And that's something I'm going to agree on with you guys. It's Lang time that they could have used to build up the feud. I think what happened here is that uh, when Bray was
2: hinting toward his challenge um, early February, yeah, that was when they were unsure as to whether Taker would do it. I think. I think. Mm-hmm. And then Seguro, by the time he made his challenge at Fastlane, sure gonna say that that thing I And now
1: Vince just wants to save him as a special attraction for Mania. It kind of sucks lang na yung that um, they ha, uh, Taker had to wait this long to decide. Because in the end, sila rin talo. Eh. like this. This story kind of falls flat and. Um, You know we're we're not the only ones who say this on the internet and in real life. Now this WrestleMania build up is one of one Lock of the luster. worst. Lackluster, lackluster. I would say one of the
4: worst.
2: Well, oh, yeah, there's nothing sure. we can I do think
4: about it worst worst at this point.
1: In recent memory,
4: like ever since in the past ten years, we can say in the
1: past ten years this yeah. is the worst. Totally, totally. Because uh, in among WrestleManias, uh, you know, we were actually constantly and conscientiously following. All right. So are are we good, Taker? Ah, yeah, oh, take yeah, yeah, yeah. Very right, much. come back soon. let's talk about something good then, uh, people coming back and people coming back soon. Let's start off with Conan because he's got these hype oh videos now f- on Lucha Underground, Yon. which uh, got get rope pretty excited and, and you know kind of turned on. I don't know why kind of turned on well,
2: first of all, <laughs> who do you see on wrestling, programming fucking forging a walking stick? who? Is there even a box? A wrought
4: iron walking stick.
2: It doesn't matter. He's fucking forging. You don't see that on wrestling. That's awesome. It's it's Lord of the Rings
1: esque. Yeah, I it, I don't it, find myself excited for Conan. I mean, yeah, sure, you know, the forging bit's kind of cool, but it's weird seeing a fifty-one year old who can barely walk and get excited excited about him fighting a guy twice his size. That's why he has to make the stick, yeah. And what if the stick is taken away from him and snapped, you know, snapped in half again? Mm, it's gonna happen
2: makes a new stick. Maybe he makes a sword. <laughs> it's gonna fucking happen. Forge uh, the, armor. No, but he, he has weird. an army, didn't he? He, has, he was building up this army. Is what? it the crew? I don't know. I don't Might think it's be the crew. crew. But well, it, it looks awesome. The, the entire, yeah, it does, it does uh, look yes, cool. Yes, Conan is old. and But we still care about him. No, not just that. But uh, the whole thing... That's the thing about Lucha Underground is that they they really do the artsy things. They turn it up a notch and it makes it really badass.
1: It's actually very Mark Burnett. Like, all those years of working with Jerry Bruckheimer probably uh, you know are rubbing off on him, which is very good. It, it helps the wrestling product. Um, I, I guess the only thing that I'm confused with now is what happens to his story with Prince Puma. I mean, if he's, if he's going after Cage, about where does this leave Puma and Conan and their little will-they-or-won't-they-turn-on-each-other thing.
4: Well... I say that, you know, it can be one of those we set it aside for now things and you revisit it. Well, like, you either know, either one. One.
1: Wait, do we
2: know for sure if Lucha Underground is following a season format or is it going to be like raw? A,
4: it never ends. Yeah.
2: I, I have no idea. So like we, we have no... That's what I f- yeah, it's intel like, on that right now.
4: It's like we don't have any build-up towards a pay-per-view. No, We're,
2: we have
1: like a uh, build-up towards... Certain shows Certain and matches, matches. Yeah, certain yeah, Like matches. the cage match The 20 man rumble thing like nila.
2: NXT Without the takeovers
1: Right Yeah There's,
2: no,
4: there's no finality To anything
2: the, the reason why I ask Is because uh, When I first heard about The concept of Lucha Underground I thought it was gonna be A season format Like um, What the old NXT? Not the old uh, In a way But uh, not quite But um, The old NXT Was a season format But it kept going yeah. I don't, it like, it was, like a typical TV show nah. Okay, yeah, have 20 episodes in a season And then take you take, a, take break a break And come back for the next season I thought it was going to be like that
4: But then here, Lucha Underground feels like regular res- Regular wrestling programming That it just keeps on going But there is no real climax to anything It's like, it's peaks and valleys But it's not definitive like climaxes here. Which
2: I guess isn't that big of a deal. It's not yeah, it's not. I just but I guess it's, just, it's expected
1: differently. Yeah. I mean like when, when you We're watch conditioned yeah you're We're conditioned, Very right? much conditioned. Right. So when when you condition to something you expect something you, know, you expect A, but you're getting B so now you're all confused. Um now that, you know since we're talking about people coming back, how about Alexa Bliss coming back oh, at bay. NXT last week? It's me. Man, you know having Alexa Bliss I back is me. a blessing. I, I'm I'm oh, so God. happy and and uh, that new finisher she debuted. Yes. The, uh, what, what, what what do you is, call that? The sparkle splash. Thank you. Sparkles. Sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle splash. splash.
4: It's it's the worst name. Hey, it's but cute. it Fits.
1: It fits. Yeah, it fits the gimmick, and I love how you know, she has the
2: torque in midair.
1: Just yeah. a, it's just a achieve that.
2: crooked It's like the, it's like when you're not. Confident about doing
1: a backflip, you do it sideways. Yes. It was kind of like a diver diving it Oh, into I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But she put Okay,
4: Alexa Bliss's pure athleticism mm-hmm. was on... You know, she showcased it so well in this match and against Carmella. And I'm just really happy that, you know, we have her back. And, you know, hopefully, if the rumors are true, she might be getting... A title shot against Sasha. Oh, uh, the rumors are true. Yeah, and she you does, know she's been calling shot. out Sasha Banks. Yeah, she so, has. Yeah, that, this is going to happen. Well, I her. hope you know it. It happens for real. Goes down for real.
2: I figured out why I like Alexa Bliss because there's she's r- cute. Yeah, but uh, specifically there's <laughs> a reason why, and I have to say it off air. Oh, right. okay.
4: After Wait, Dark?
1: Is, yeah, is this is After Dark. You know, dark? After
2: Dark, Bobby.
4: All right, so now... Speaking of NXT. Yeah, yeah,
1: speaking of NXT, we're happy, of course, Alexa Bliss is back. Uh, what I think NXT last week kicked off with a tag team match. It was the realest guys in the room against the Lucha Dragons in a very solid uh, tag match, which featured um, the new finisher that Enzo and Cass are going to be using moving forward. I like it. The... Enzo Enzo assisted
4: what
2: what is it? It's, it's, an, a assisted, splash, it's an assisted frog splash It's an assisted frog splash. Yeah, it's like uh Enzo is tired and beat up so Cass has know, to toss him on to the yeah, opponent I have a problem with with the team in general. How they're booked how Enzo is booked in general. Okay, it's a nice little underdog story, but if you're gonna book them as legit tag team title contenders, we have to do away with the with this little gimmick of Enzo not being a great wrestler because who knows like what he actually can do oh, if, nai, given, parang, if given like it, free reign well, personally I don't think it makes him look strong parang, okay this guy has parang, this guy has to be carried by Big cast who's huge and can actually go he's 7 feet yeah parang, and you can't teach that and you can't teach that but uh, what? But did you at <laughs> least did you at least teach Enzo anything in training if it's because of Bill mod. He is can't he's he so scarred that he can <laughs> I, I want him to be more
1: wrestler like. Yeah, uh-huh. but he's he's a baller. I don't So basically you want him to be the kid to cast as, uh DH Smith. I guess.
2: Cuz if I don't, I don't want him to come out with this swag, this mic swags this ridiculous mic swag. Oh, and then you know be a fucking chump, Chomp. Uh, that's a heel gimmick. It is. It doesn't work as much as well as a face. Eh? There's something off. There's I a disconnect. Either there's a slight disconnect. Yeah, there's really, s- not just slight, but there's a real disconnect. Either you keep him off the tag title scene or you fix him. Make oh. him be more legit. I, th- I think Kainan but why you? So why are you holding it back? He needs a training montage. No, That's speak, what he needs. Oh,
1: much. Speaking of being weird, um, I, I still appreciate and at the same time find it weird that Carmela stays heelish while Enzo and Kaz are good guys. Wait a I minute, mean. you know before, before we get into that, Carmela is At this rate, yeah. I mean, with regard to what they're showing, yes. She so can
2: use head scissors. Yeah. After... No. W- how many weeks of training From being a hairdresser
1: so, uh, Quote-unquote But doesn't it surprise you Or doesn't it like uh, Baffle you Now uh, Carmela's such a heel She's such a bitch And then Enzo and Cass are like Yeah, yeah Pan-kabarkada I think uh,
2: if She's like they, a nasty kabarkada If they <laughs> Continue to separate them uh, Gradually Okay lang.
4: Like they, I mean It's like they can but have it the, interaction
1: but It doesn't look that way Because if you remember The feud with uh, Murphy and Blake Started over Carmela. Oh yeah, pretty much It's true so I don't think they're going to be separating the you know Enzo and Cass from Carmella, so that's just me though. Um, nitpicking. Okay. Um One last nitpick. Kind of weird hearing full sale boo the Lucha Dragons.
2: Yes. It's what I, it ties back to what I said, Karina, about you know um, the examples of Bo Belga and Dual Shock. Uh, when a crowd loves um, a face more than the other face, there's no choice for them but to kind of not give them some, give the other team some love. So Bo Belga. Face? <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> I'm joking. No. I'm joking.
2: Well, ideally, but there was a no reason for Bo Belga to be a heel. But yeah. I don't think people know him as a bad guy. Well, people know him as an enforcer and an enforcer is a villain, so yeah, he was a heel. Heading okay. into that. I, I I have to admit that I don't uh, I don't I'm not as familiar with the nuances of PBA, but still uh that was a pro Hinebra crowd. Yeah it was f- very pro Hinebra yeah, exactly. crowd. Exactly. So that it, by barang, barang, by de facto he turned heel eh? Yeah. So,
1: moving from Bobelga and NXT, yeah, let's go to let's go to SmackDown, where Daniel Bryan officially announced his motivations for the Intercontinental Championship, which I actually like. I'm calling this a spot, if only for the fact that Daniel Bryan explained why he's in the ladder match uh, with the reason that he's never won the Intercontinental Championship. It was mentioned in canon. It was acknowledged by creative. And it gives Daniel Bryan a solid reason to chase after the championship, just like Dean Ambrose, and unlike everyone else in that match. It it it's actually one of those times
4: that you know the story's already there; you just have to acknowledge it, yeah, type of thing. And it's so easy to, to tell. here's one of the most driven guys that we've come across in like the past what ten years. One of the most driven guys. And he's pushing for the one thing that he's never had. It's giving the title value. It's giving him value. It's putting him in the right spot when he had no spot in the main event.
2: I think. Uh, well, I have to admit that after Monday's six-man tag match, must legit the ladder match for me. Cuz okay, this is a preview of what these guys can do when they're given enough time to pull off the ladder match, which I'm sure is going to be a house, a barn burner. It has to be So but I, Okay Actually, I'm kind of sold I'm kind of in
4: If this is If this is the curtain jerker I don't mind Which Which Will probably be it
2: the probably case Probably will be the case Yeah I, I don't mind at all Because okay, at this point Anything goes So
1: You want to talk about The Mets fan thing uh,
2: Not now Not now no. No.
1: I mean it's out there anyway And you know Anybody worth a salt You know Could, could probably well, Read it up anyway I would talk, well talk about, about it, it
2: If it, If I hadn't been proposing this For a, the longest time now Para matagal kung matagal natin preg-usa pero when we talk about brand splits, so, okay keep uh, undisputed champion at top, and then you know split the brands split the between, and then put the U.S. champion, IT champion on top of the brands.
1: We've been talking about this for a long time now. No, you know what said it. You, you know what's great. Uh, what's great is the fact that they're <laughs> still not merging the U.S. intercontinental. I guess that's belts. the good part. No, but
2: ever since the titles were unified or ever since we were. Wishing for a brand split to come back. This is what I've been proposing. I've been a proponent of this, I know, of this setup. But eh. you gotta have the two mid card championships anchor the two brands.
1: Right. Which is basically what they're gonna do if John Cena and Daniel Bryan were to win at WrestleMania. No, if Brock retains.
4: If Brock retains. Right. Right. Now,
1: just as a, just as a case
4: study, look at the way that New Japan has been doing it. How much value their never open weight championship has how much value the Intercontinental Championship they have has. It's two... Those two belts have had a significant amount of
2: four-star, five-star matches. The Intercontinental Championship main event at Wrestle Kingdom 8. Yes.
4: And that's the thing. Eh? They put value on their mid-card titles by putting them on guys that matter. Like uh, Nakamura. Nakamura. Like, like fucking Ishii. That guy's wild. But there you go. You have... Guys that matter holding the title, so if they do that with Cena, they do that with Daniel Bryan, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, so
1: hey, that's I, the ideal situation. I'm on board. Like I, I'm game. I'm, I'm oh, totally
2: oh, game. I just want Hunter to handle things. Yeah, Vince
1: step down. Come on, man. Die. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Come on, man. You need to find Jesus. I need to find Jesus. Have oh, you seen that video? I have it. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have uh, yeah. You, you need, Y'all need Jesus. You need to find Jesus, man. Anyway, uh, next item on the list. Uh, let's talk about the authority and Randy Orton and how the writing all around them has pretty much been botched since well, since they delayed the Randy Orton comeback.
2: All right. You know rant how... I don't, I don't want this to be a rant fest because we're running too long already. I just, I just want to say that everything was rushed and a good story has to be paced naturally and organically and parang, if orton came back much earlier <coughs> we could have had more time for this uh, orton mind games angle which is really refreshing because if as i said before it's not like it's not like every other few that everyone is angry and shit and everyone's you know sneak attacking and shit or stealing shit yeah exactly parang, it's fucking mind games it forces you to think kai pano yeah and to me again to me that was that was really refreshing and and because Orton came back at Fastlane and there were like there was like five weeks from Fastlane to Wrestlemania there wasn't enough time to flesh out um, this storyline as it should have been so now it kind of looks dumb that it took Orton two weeks I guess to worm his way back into the authorities good graces what about the five on one match on Raw I was just getting there Okay. so it took him three weeks to turn on the authority that makes Seth look really dumb. The rest of the authority look really dumb because yeah. it's two weeks that he's talking to you. He's sa inyo. Yeah. Okay, so now that Orton has turned on the authority, they, uh, the next week, uh, this week, they come out and basically Rollins challenges Orton to a one-on-one main event on Raw. Right. And... Orton, being the smart guy, knows that it's going to be a handicap. Five on one, yeah. And then the authority plays this weird little ruse, which is actually pretty clever when you think about it. Now, Everyone's all mad at Seth Rollins because he's a dick. Right. And they all leave him, only for, obviously, only for them to come back at a crucial, pivotal moment in the main event to surprise Orton and, you know, give Rollins the win. Except it doesn't happen because they actually come out with Rollins at the start. Yeah, and I mean Rollins brings them all out at the start, which makes them look even dumber as cartoon villains. I don't, oh, hey, this is getting really Dick Dastardly levels of dumb. I was gonna say that, but I and Dick Dastardly was even smarter than that. For in some way, I guess. Well, he still couldn't win a wacky race. Oh, no, that's true. But he was smarter than that. <laughs> that's in fact, true. The ideal thing for for the authority to do was, you know, have Rollins wrestle the entire match
0: and then come out
2: after Oh after in the middle fuck fuck time na
1: dude ito fuck my opening no, if my Seth opening. is dick dastardly I don't see any Motley J No fucking Joey Mercury Because he barely talks Just like Motley J- Motley talks all the Muttly? time No Muttly, he, he just snickers a lot Motley snickers
4: snickers snickers but the thing is Matli does
2: mumble Uh-oh. Yeah
1: very little it's like you know the new Joey Mercury anyway, he anyway, barely uh, says shit
2: yeah, it's really a hallmark of this rushed writing for one reason or another. Because uh, there was no reason for Orton to come back as late as Fastlane.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's been available since like at the Royal Rumble. People were expecting him to come out by the Royal Rumble. And uh, he, he didn't show up. He would do dark main events. But he would do house shows. And if He, he did Madison Square
4: Garden shows.
1: Right, exactly. So it was only a matter of time until Randy Orton would come back. And it sucks and that they had to wait all the way until fucking Fastlane uh, to bring him back. So... That's basically the reason why the writing around the Orton and authority storyline is a botch. Last two items on uh, on this week's spots and botches. Let's start off with the announcers. Basically, not doing their job again. Again, particularly as usual. Particularly during the Rusev segment uh, where he brought out a lawyer, and during the Divas match. So in Rusev segment, Muna, because that's that's a yeah. glaring uh, a glaring lack of uh, I don't know competence or okay. or no. fucking uh, giving a fucking I don't know. Your I think job. it's not
2: competence. It's more delicate. Eh? But I think, okay, first of all, everyone knew Rusev's lawyer was an actor. It was a really bad actor with a really bad Russian accent. It sounded like he was from Brooklyn. And, uh, okay, we get it. Everyone is aware that he, this guy is acting. But people who are in the audience are are allowed to make fun of him. But are not the commentators. So the commentators are the ones who have to treat this and deliver it and present this to the audience as something... Believable. Well, b- believable and fictional and dramatic for some reason. And, but to, for them to get in on the, on the derision of this actor who is doing a terrible Russian accent... Derision. Derision. Big word. Big word of the day. But it kind of exposes... It exposes the business as acting, but okay, we know we acknowledge you're an actor, you're a bad actor,
1: so the Fuck entire it. thing, the entire thing is really a sham, which you shouldn't be taking seriously. I mean we know that k is dead. We get that, but right? I mean uh, that argument's out the window. But but I think the reason why this offends me as a viewer is because you're still part of the same team. You're oh, all trying to tell a story. You're trying to
2: build the scene. Here. You're trying right.
1: to keep the, keep the setting together. And if you're not doing your job, if you're pulling the curtain back a bit and go wink wink nudge nudge at the very at a very uh, inopportune wink, time. Wink wink nudge nudge this guy sucks. I don't know why you're I don't know why we're, ta- we're
2: listening to him. So why should you? Why should you be listening to him?
1: It doesn't do your product any favors. It doesn't do, do you any favors. It Doesn't favors. do anyone any favors. Yeah, it's very selfish. That, it's the very commentators dickish. are the last people who should not be taking this seriously. Um, like uh, just you know, off tangent a little bit lang. Uh, remember when CM Punk dropped that workshoot pipe bomb oh, you know, in 2011? T- yes. oh. he, 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 he pulled back the curtain a bit. Right? And in that sense, it was kind of acceptable because that was part of the story. Yes. In this case, when Cole, JBL, and Booker pull back the curtain, y- you you know, you have a sense of are doing it out of malice and not out of because this is my job, or or boredom. this is part of the script. Or boredom, yeah. So I think, uh, wait, well,
2: three hours of row will put anyone to sleep. That's true. But, <laughs> um,. I'm glad you mentioned the pipe bomb. Because if they were talking during the pipe bomb, they wouldn't have said, oh, what the fuck is CM Punk talking about? He's just so-and-so backstage. They wouldn't have said that. Right. Because they would have treated CM Punk's uh, rant as something real and happening to them right before their very eyes. They're not going to discredit the rant.
1: Yeah. So, so, so there... Um it it is offensive. It's it's grossly yeah, you know, I, I would I would say malicious. It's borderline malicious for me, honestly. So uh that that really sucks ass. Um I but, think it's
2: negligent, not malicious. But anyway.
1: Yeah, um I I guess another instance where it happened this week again, it's a divas match, which is ironic now that they're giving divas a chance. Oh, that was a pretty Hashtag, you know yeah, what, um, I have to say, sorry, just a quick aside for the divas match.
2: Um it surprises me that they're getting this much minutes.
1: Yes, yeah, so yeah, so
2: so and, do I. And that surprise alone is justification enough to give them a chance to, yeah. behind the whole movement right right. You know, parang, shit guys we shouldn't be surprised but we are so that's why we should give them no, a chance I think, we're, I think we're more surprised at the fact that they are
4: actually you, you pushing you na, you know, papi. No, it, it's like we know like in the back of our heads these guys can actually go but they're just you know held no, no,
2: no. back the fact that we're surprised that they're actually getting it is pretty much telling of their, their current
1: situation where of how bad it is of yes, how bad they're being much. held back. Yeah, uh, I guess what surprises me is the fact that AJ is still a big a big player in all of this. Because no. this whole give Divas a chance shit, and she's heavily involved in it. And all of us thought, nah, you know, oh, she might not even have a job to come uh, a job to come back to, and yet here she is, smack in the middle of the biggest storyline for the Divas, and they're actually being given a chance. Uh, well, despite, well, that's that's despite, what happens. Yeah, despite sometimes. all the CM Punk chants she's still pretty over. Right, um, like, it, I I just hope that the rug doesn't get pulled from under her at WrestleMania. I hope they still have that match in DC at WrestleMania 29. Remember? Oh boy, that was w- yeah. with the Funkadactyls and the Bellas and all that. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Well, you know what? My like my best hope for, for this WrestleMania women's match is that they just
2: turn it into a fatal four way on the day. What for the title? For the title, just because. No, you know what? Actually, this whole storyline because it's been building up for so long now yeah since last year but though but um theyre they just the don't pull the trigger. As good
4: they don't they just don't wanna pull the trigger and end it properly no i th-
1: I think uh, I think this is the end yeah, this is the end they just, just haven't been building up toward it properly, part of it's probably the chemistry, like I think they they, they just don't have chemistry. Like AJ and Paige don't have as much chemistry as we would like them to have. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Oh well. So that's probably it. Oh well, papel. Uh, you know, we're about to end this list. I guess let's just end it on a high note by saying that the Divas matches so far but, have been great. Oh, uh, both SmackDown and Raw. They're not and NXT.
2: NXT. They're not like. And NXT. They're not like masterpieces or anything. But uh, once you do give them a chance, but it has been getting great, getting good.
1: Because decent. of the time. Yeah. yeah,
4: getting good to great. And I said this, I think I said this before on the podcast, that the only way that you can really fix the divas is by giving them time.
2: Right. And um, it doesn't matter whether they're good or deserving of that time. They need that time to get better. Yeah. And, it's and now, now that they've given divas… A little bit. Yeah, a little bit of a chance. The audience has to give them a chance too.
4: Yeah. And I think, you know, we're we're building up towards that point where women like the women's matches can go at least maybe ten, fifteen minutes at the very most. Like, you know, if we ten get minutes, to that minute. point. Ten minutes we no, have. I know ten minutes, but you know, if if you get sh- if Charlotte gets called up and she goes up against like AJ, just for as an example. All right. And that thing goes like fifteen minutes, I think they can carry it. Yeah, Honestly.
1: you know, all, all they really have to do is do something. Boy that would make boy George smile. Just give him time. Boy, George. so that's our song reference of the day. Yeah, that's our song Jesus reference Christ, the day. fuck man. All right, okay. and that brings us to the end of this list of the best and worst in wrestling this week. This was
5: sponsored matches. matches,
1: ah, daddy. All right, let's end the podcast now on uh, well the usual way that we end it, which is basically through the picks of the week. And if you're picks new of to the, the, week. the segment. The pick of the week is the best match Promo, segment, podcast Book Book, yeah Anything you you came across this week That you might want to share with the world So I'm going to start off this week Um, I'm particularly enjoying the Angelico Son of Havoc Or should I say El hijo de Havoc and uh, <laughs> they have, like, Yeah, they call him that. And evilly segments that they've been doing in Lucha Underground. They're building towards something uh between those three. And I, I can't exactly spoil it for everyone else. Three Sorry. Way. Ro. Sorry, Ro. Um uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cite the match uh that Angelico had with uh Smart fucker.
4: Yeah, this fucker right here.
1: Angelico and Evelise had a match again with El Ijo de Havoc, a spe- uh, special guest referee. That was a lot of fun. Like I enjoy the back and forth, the whole Angelico being a frat boy, being very flirty and all that shit. And knowing where that's going to lead is making me happy because I like where this is all going.
4: I wanted to end in a live sex celebration.
1: No, it's Which probably the not. the three of them? God, I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I have many things. No. Okay, Eva is good looking. Yes. Angelico is good looking. Yes. I have no idea what is underneath that Google fucking mask. Google no, Matt
4: Cross. No, all oh,
1: right. But yeah, Jesus. he's not. He's
4: not horrible. Yeah. M dog.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, like Matt Cross is no. He's not PJ Black. If you get my dress. Oh, yeah. Right?
4: Yeah, I, I get you. I <laughs> like get if you me. want
1: a live sex celebration, you have to make sure they all kind of look like PJ Black or Angelico. They're the werewolf of Johannesburg. No, it's it's their wolf. <laughs> It's there. Yeah, I, I was making. I was making. I was
2: making him sound like a PPV contestant.
1: <laughs> 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 it's a. It's a, uh, Speaking of PJ Black, it's a real good podcast episode he had with uh, with Jericho on, on Tij. So, um, yeah, you're welcome, Chris. Right, uh, you guys okay. are up. My pick of the week is Alex Riley,
4: promo, promo, not the match, but the promo. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Alex Riley for the first time in a long time is getting airtime. Like, time. you know, airtime for himself to develop his character. He's been held back for, what, two years now? Yeah, two years. Two years in developmental, two years of doing house shows only, two years of being a commentator. Not even the Mrs. sidekick. That was fun for a while. Yeah. A-Rai on his own was fun for a while. Right. But the minute that they made him Jobber Central, it was sad. Seeing him, you know, when he started out as a commentator, I felt really bad for this guy. But now that the rage is back, I'm very happy for him because it was intense. And it felt like, you know, like we said it, I think we said it last week that we care more about Alex Riley versus Kevin Owens than we do about Roman Reigns and, well, Brock. But that's the thing. eh? I care more about Alex Riley now.
1: No, I think uh, the reason why Alex Riley's uh, push was a success is because NXT was able to do it in like, what, two or three weeks? And that's something the main roster couldn't do in such a long time. And it was all because they were able to do the right things, like giving him time, Uh, giving him him space. Yeah, giving him space to talk.
2: That wasn't the thing with the main roster thing. He was held back because of politics. He went over. He he went over. He went over over Miz. Miz. And then... And then it just fizzled. Oh, they fizzled his momentum. It, it was politics. He, could, he was... Anyway, uh, back when he was coming up in that time, I figured him to be the next Cena. He, he was, the, he was in, within the Cena blueprint. Yeah, I remember this yes. conversation. I don't, and if they just let him you know, mature and grow and get experience at the main roster, get some time, it would have been, been something by now. He would have been something by now. He would have been, a, I guess, a solid mid-card player. But nah, it didn't sad. happen. But look at him now—he's on NXT. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> which is such a better gig right now. Oh yeah, but I'm, I'm not—he's a bit rusty for sure. Yeah,
4: I mean they acknowledge the ring rust during the match, and he's not doing everything like a a plus perfect. Like his oh for sure, his blockbusters a little off, his timings a little off, but he's still pushing. And that's what matters. Yeah, and, and
1: the tears like before and after the match during those promos. You can't fake that shit. You can't fake that you shit. Can't fake that shit. Oh, it's I it's, real. Like, no, this it's the still whole. real to him.
2: No, he knew this was coming. That's why he did the whole Free Riley thing earlier this year. Yeah. And th- it was like,
4: I I got excited about Free Riley. But now that it's happening, it's like, wow, you shouldn't have held him back this long.
2: All right. they're good. I'm All good. Right. I'm All good. right. Anyway, my pick of the week is, well, I mentioned it, Kenina, a six man tag from this Monday's Raw. Ah, well, you put six of those guys, those six guys, in one match. It's not going to be like your, you know, Usos versus Stardust and Goldust and whoever's whoever is challenging else. for the Intercontinental Championship that time, like from last year. It's going to be
1: fire. This was fire. This was fun. Fire. This was it fun. It. I just hope we don't see it again on SmackDown tomorrow, and that we don't see it again next week on Raw, because you know it can happen. And it can very well, it, it, it very,
4: very well might really happen. happen. Right. So, yeah. wait, as just as a follow up, do you think that, <laughs> do you think that gold dust gets added to this match? No, no, no that, that's no, not. No, happening. I don't know, man. The, that's not the, happening. Well, just, I don't just, know. Just you know, to salvage what they had. Papi,
2: di gano Papi, nito talakang di gano Because if they do, I just don't know, bro.
5: All right.
1: So that's it? Yeah, that's yep, it. That, that's gonna that's do it, it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's SGP Podcast. Once again, uh, we've got to thank our boys from PWR for uh, always, always being part of the podcast. Always time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? The, uh, the podcast uh, and, and PWR, we are putting together the live viewing party for WrestleMania Play Button. It's happening March 30, 6 a.m. at Skinny Mike. So call on over, file your leaves for Holy Monday. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. PWR guys will be there. We'll be selling merch. We're gonna be uh, marking out alongside you. I believe there are, and I, I will make this happen. Uh, there will be a separate table for the faces and for the heels in case you wanna have your photos taken with them or like have them sign autographs or whatever. Uh, uh, we're, we're gonna have Kambo sit outside. He's gonna be like a pet dog. Tapos
2: kung sanyong kupicho sa, man? Puede rin?
1: Yeah, puede rin. Hey,
4: I also hear that the PWR guys are over at. SM Megamall this oh, yeah, weekend really said that Yeah actually. we talked about that Oh earlier. you did Okay fuck well, You did So, so that do. Oh, yeah. oh, that, that, that,
1: that too Right so that's uh, <laughs> That's gonna happen can Over the weekend You never can tell.
4: That's right. ha- I, think, I think you know SM Megamall has a sale For Uniqlo too So Ro If you need new shorts Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: And you can be like Hideo Yeah SGPQ all right. I actually wanted to buy the gloves, but they're out of season now. Yeah,
1: dude, dude, I wanted to buy the gloves too. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking awesome. No, here's, here's the worst part, and this is I'm just gonna say this really quick. But I, I had a fucking coupon where I could get the gloves for free. Oh, that's, you shit! And when I got them, the gloves were fucking out of season. Bobby. So that that's so kind of sucks. All right, so that's going to do it for, for us again. And I'm uh, the <laughs> <and
2: cutanere.
1: laughs> if there's anything you want to tell us, agree, disagree with anything we talked about on the podcast, make sure to hit us up on Facebook, like our page at the SGP Podcast on Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast. Uh, of course, individually, it's at San ninety four seven at Caveman Canvas at Rose War. And a big thank you to Phil D for coming by. That's right. Thank you so much to Phil D. You can follow him at uh, at Philbert, Philbert D. D. D on uh, on Twitter. And thank you, by the way, to our friends from Mellow 94.7 four seven for always, always having us we're gonna catch you again next week it's gonna be a very very special next few weeks with wrestlemania coming up and the our anniversary special anniversary, oh, anniversary episode oh special.
4: God. God. So guys you know it's this is episode 51 next week is episode 52 and you know what after that what comes after that a year 53? 53? Yeah. i'm just getting really excited all
1: right we out i've had a lot of coffee yeah we out we outie.
4: peace, peace.